Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Magnolia Beef and Seminary has top quality beef products that are raised right here in Mississippi. They also have fantastic gifts for every age. For the best beef in Mississippi and so much more, visit Magnolia Beef and Seminary or find us on Facebook. This is Rebecca Turner and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. Don't forget, you can listen to good things when you're streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app, and you can always find us too on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch us. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. I got a friend in the studio with me today, Samuel Bolin. He is with the Jackson Leadership Foundation. They just turned five, and they're getting a new they're getting new digs which i think is really cool and exciting so welcome thank you glad to be here glad to have you back you even shared that maybe five years ago you were here with us talking about the excitement behind the jackson leadership foundation starting up so let's go back five years ago i don't remember exactly everything uh that we talked about but what was the vision and mission when you guys started the jackson leadership foundation yeah great question we started with the idea that Jackson is full of great grassroots community leaders doing mm-hmm. good work. They really are. And I come from uh, a church background. I worked at Broadmoor Baptist Church in Madison, uh, served the community as a local missions pastor, ran a community center in the city of Jackson before that, done ministry for some time. And it's just understood within me and I know many others that if we want to see our under-resourced communities transformed, it's going to be through the leaders that are already in those communities that have close relationships, that have a vision and know the need. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what we did with Jackson Leadership Foundation was simply sought to create an organization that existed to provide 24-7 comprehensive support to our leaders in the city. And so five years ago, we very much were a dream. I left my job in, in the pastoring world with about three and a half months in the bank and said, let's do it. And so we're still here five years later. It's been a blessing. So who all came to the table five years ago, Samuel, to even recognize that this had a chance of being impactful? Because it can't take one person with just three months rent in the in the bank to make something like this sort of happen. Because this is oftentimes a missing piece within um, small communities that have a lot of cooks in kind of in the same kitchen, but it's a big kitchen because it's a broad city and it's in different sort of sectors. And they they do just need a little bit of training, a little bit nudging, a little bit of corralling and networking um, to maybe make a bigger impact. So who all came to the table to sort of say, this is something that the metro area needs? The biggest influencer for Jackson Leadership Foundation um, was and, and really is Dr. John Perkins. Dr. Perkins is frankly a worldwide name when it comes to ministry in the city, ministry in low-income neighborhoods. And he just so happens to live in West Jackson. And he's a mentor of mine. And back in 2016, we sit down for breakfast at McDonald's on Highway 80 in West Jackson. I'll never forget it. (laughs) And we did it often. But this particular day, I posed the question. 
Um, and it was a weird general question where I simply said, there's got to be a better way to do this. There's got to be a better way to support our leaders in the city and to mobilize volunteers and donors who are looking to make a difference in our metro area but don't know how. And he was the one who said, it sounds like what you – have observed Jackson needs is what leadership foundations do. And so we are a part of a network of leadership foundations across the globe, um, all focused on the same uh, mission, which is community transformation through empowering leaders and connecting uh, people of goodwill and good faith. And so Dr. Perkins and then Ronnie Crudup Jr. and I, um, and, and then also Dr. Perkins' daughter, uh, and Ronnie Jr. is a great community leader in Jackson, got in a car and drove up to Memphis, Tennessee, saw the Memphis Leadership Foundation. And so uh, from that meeting, I, I came back and uh, was able to connect with some other pastors and leaders in the city, um, most notably David Harden, the community missions pastor at Pine Lake church on the reservoir and pitched the idea said can we do it and um the rest i should say is history but there's a it's lot of a in between years it's yeah. been a long five years it's like it getting took that baby to kindergarten there's a lot that happens in the growth of that you know sort of short short and long sort of five years but it sounds like it's it's catching on people are starting to recognize i guess the value that it can bring because i will you know with with limited work that i've had in the nonprofit sector sort of being a liaison or trying to help in different um, avenues of my own career it can sometimes be really hard to build those relationships and the trust and needed for for them to let, allow you to to steward them in, in a, a more productive uh, way or at least that you're there to help not hinder if that makes sense oh absolutely and so that takes time yes it does and, yeah. and trust is built over a period of time and, and there's really honestly no other way to do it and um, it takes investment but over time you you eventually show that you're here for the right reasons and um, hopefully some fruit comes out of the relationship and and from that point forward, it's a lot easier to, to get things done. So what have we been doing for the last five years? Well, um, we started with a, a coffee table conversation with a few leaders in the city, and that has since grown to now we serve about 25 leaders a year who are operating different nonprofits, community organizations, or just programs in the city. Um, we focus on a few key areas of empowerment. We do leadership training. For grassroots community leaders, we have a six-month program called Leader Lab. We have um, a volunteer clearinghouse for the metro called Nehemiah Network, and that's where we go out to our community partners all over the metro and help them, whether they're schools, churches, uh, corporations or businesses, or even families or individuals, help them plug in to volunteer needs in the city and, and donation needs in the city. Um, and we have a, a nice online app for that, um, as well as just staff support. And so um, last thing we do is what we call a ministry accelerator. And so we are – our niche is churches, our niche, so to speak. And so uh, this idea of a ministry accelerator is an invitation to leaders to say, if you come under our 501c3, we can handle your back office. We can handle your executive leadership, your governance, your legal filings, all the things that nobody gets into the work to do. Amen. And so it frees them up to be able to do what they do better. And so those are our three major focus areas. There's right a now. reason QuickBooks was invented. <laughs> yes. <laughs> sort of take all that work um, off of you. Okay. And so how you mentioned 25. You guys are working with like 25 different organizations now. That's grown exponentially over the last five years. How does that feel? 
uh, it's honestly one day at a time. I, I look at the number where we are now and um, spend a little bit of time celebrating the past, but most of my vision is looking forward to the future. So, um, But the times I do get a chance to sit back and take a breath and reflect, it's, it's so sweet. Um, and the future looks bright. So y'all have, like I mentioned, new digs, but that's being a new place. Tell us what's coming. Well, we've been dreaming about a community center, a collaborative center, where we can, in essence, expand our services. Um, so we've had this opportunity to acquire a building on Capitol Street downtown. It's a six-story building, 36,000 square feet, where we're – it's a perfect setup to be able to hold shared office space and shared staffing for, for local nonprofits in the city and, and ministries in the city and even churches. We also have a spot for conference rooms, and, and we'd like to bring in a cafe – um, but that's what our plan is for that building, and it's right in the heart of uh, downtown Jackson. And honestly, we hope it's a, a beacon for the metro area to know that whether you're a leader in the city um, who's who's running a program of some sort or you're somebody in the metro area who wants to make a difference in the city of Jackson but but doesn't know how or where to get plugged in, there's a, there's a place for you to go where you can walk in the doors and get the support you need. And so that's our dream for this center. It's going to be called 236 Place, playing off the address, which is uh, 236 East Capitol Street. And y'all have a grand opening coming up. It's a, it's a grand opening-ish, and I, I say that hesitantly because we just acquired a building or are about to acquire a building, and uh, we're really – um, displaying it as a preview party of sorts. So there might be carpet, there might not, we'll see, mm-hmm. um, with the hopes of perhaps a year from now doing a ribbon cutting. Um, but we're excited to go ahead and move our current staff and leaders who are operating in our accelerator in the building with us. And then probably about six, seven months from now, we'll start moving other organizations in so we can start working better together side by side. Well, this is all exciting uh, stuff, Samuel. I can't imagine where you're going to be in five more years. If people want more information on how to support Jackson Leadership Foundation or come to the soft opening, um, I think it's November the 9th. Where do they find that information? JacksonLeadershipFoundation.org. So that's JacksonLeadershipFoundation.org. Um, and you can hop on the website to learn more about us, our programs, how to contact us. Um, and there's also a link on the homepage to register for our preview party. Uh, send the registration in. We can get you on the list and look forward to having you on the night at 530 to 730. And then we look forward, though, Samuel, to having you back in a year because I can't imagine when y'all finally have that river cut, ribbon cutting and all the celebration uh, and what it's going to bring to uh, to the metro area. I, I appreciate using the words beacon of light because I think our city, our capital city, could use as much light as possible right now. I think we all could, don't you think? Absolutely. Yeah. There are uh, many good stories going on, um, and sometimes we don't get to witness those. So we're yeah. happy to uh, share about what's going on. All right. Well, invitation to come back to let us know when the the ribbon gets cut. How about that? That won't be another five years. (laughs) Exactly. It won't be another five years. All right, you guys stick with us, though. We've got more good for you coming up next.
upbeat, positive, and stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget, you can listen to us. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. And, of course, you can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch us. We can You can do that over on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Supertalk TV. And don't forget, Sports Talk Mississippi is going to be in Oxford today, coming up next after Good Things. They're going to be at the Convention Center for the Ole Miss School of Business Banking Symposium. And so for over 20 years, this event has brought an important part or been an important part of guiding our economy and the coverage is brought to you in part by Citizens Bank offering commercial and consumer checking accounts and CDs at competitive rates. All big words that I know nothing about because I am great at some things but finances just aren't one of them. And that's okay. That is totally okay. It's okay, too, if you haven't registered for the Hardy and the Laney Wilson concert VIP uh, concert yet, or a VIP option to the concert yet. Um, there's still time. So they're coming to Mississippi. Um, they're coming to the Gulf Coast on December the 9th. And Super Talk Mississippi wants to give you a chance to see them live. Winners will get a pair of tickets to the show. You'll get that limo ride to and from the concert. You'll get that great night stay at the Beau Rivage. And I think this would be worth it all with just the, the signed guitar um, autographed by Hardy. I would I would register. If, we can't because we work here. But I would register for it just for the chance to win the um autographed a guitar and then if it didn't fit my schedule to go to the concert then gift those if you if you so choose to do so um, you have to do is visit one of the registration boxes and be 21 well not only visit it but you also have to fill out the form it doesn't work by osmosis although who knows in 10 years where we'll where we will be with with that just head on over to supertalk.fm slash hardy to find a registration uh, box near you we tell you all the time here too on on good things that you should be a part of the good things facebook group we share lots of fun things um, when we see them out and about about mississippi and there's just two photos no question today, or at least not yet. There's two photos there that I think is worthy of you just taking a peek at. One I shared from someone um, who lives in Natchez or at least does photography, and they got a phenomenal photo of the balloons. You had the balloon festival. I think it was last weekend, so I don't think the hot air balloons are there anymore, but you can correct me if I'm wrong. And you have the river boat there that's got all their lights, and it's just at dusk or, or maybe a little bit after, and it's just beautifully shot. It's just a really cool view of, like, what – you know, the city of Natchez is right behind, like down the hill. And then up on top of the hill, you've got all the gorgeous balloons lit. You've got the riverboat all lit up. And it's just, it's romantic, I think is the word that you could use. I think for that could it. fit, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it feels like, especially, I don't know where this person, I think Miss Deborah Dickinson can be credited for the, for the photograph. And I don't know where she was perched to get this particular photo. But if you put yourself like in that spot, like looking over it and you had like a nightcap and it was the weather was right sitting outside, you just it feels, yeah, like it feels like a home, maybe not even a Hallmark movie. I don't know what kind of movie it would be, but 
um, I don't know. It's just a really nice setting. It's a really good representation of what uh, Natchez can be like during the Balloon Festival. It's also a perfect example of if you just want to take better pictures. You can look at that picture and you can see the the three keys that they, they teach you to make a good picture. The foreground, the background, and the lighting. Mm-hmm. In the foreground, you got the river and the riverboat. In the background, you got the brightly lit up balloons and the trees and lighting is a key part of the entire scene it's a great picture lighting is the key part of just about all great photography that is why even against all the digital phone best can i am the fool who will spend stupid money on a new phone simply because they've upgraded the uh the camera portion i really could care less about giving you a call <laughs> they could take that function away from my smart devices, and I would be just fine, actually, if they just remove that as an option. I'd be like, yes, finally a device that works for me. Um, but if you even let the stand, like photos that stand the test of time or photographers who really find their niche and, and do well, um, because there's a lot that lean more now on editing software, which that could be argued as an art in itself. So I'm not taking away from that. Um, yes and no, I know. But uh, but just being able to get a good photograph, understanding lighting, um, to me, is incredibly you're, – you're incredibly gifted. Just to know when and where and how well, and it, angles and all that. You things. don't even have to be on a professional or pseudo-professional level. Like you don't have to have – a light meter, and you're checking the readings. They make those? Oh, yeah. It's that little handheld thing with a, a, a white dome, uh. and you see them hold it up in front of people's faces. That's a light meter. That's They're getting a reading so they know how much light is hitting them. You can do that if you want to go through all that, but really if you're just paying attention to the lighting, mm-hmm. you're going to do a lot better than if you're not. And I think, like, knowing the time of day, particularly natural light's always better. All, that's why you see. <laughs> you got the golden hour. You've been that. You've probably been that family before that had their pictures taken, like, in the morning or in the afternoon. There's, like, these two perfect times. But then you also know when they are during certain times of year if you live around a place that kind of lends to being the backdrop for those kind of sets because you drive by and there's just all these families who are perfectly dressed in their matching outfits standing out in a field around 4, 4.30-ish, maybe 3. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know when that goes. It gold, depends on what time of year. It yeah. depends on, on the time of year. And they're 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 chasing the sunset or like that perfect sort of uh, per- perfect lighting. Golden hour. Yeah, the golden hour. And it does matter. It does matter. The other, though, it's got bright lights. And I bet they have some of those little meters. Probably. Probably so. Really, um, when it comes to television sets, movie sets, those type of things, they 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 pay big bucks or put big money into into their lighting. Um, and this may be the only time you hear me talk about the view <laughs> here on Good Things. Promise, Pinky, promise. <laughs> but and I don't even know why he was there. But Morgan Freeman was on the View, and I'm going to assume it was um, this past Wednesday, October the 25th. I think it was on that day. But he was rapping, rip, rapping, rapping. <laughs> it's Friday. We're going to make it to the end of the day, guys. He had on um, an Ole Miss hat, or, or, and it says sip, but it's an Ole Miss hat. But still, he was repping his state and his um, university of choice. Of all the things he could have chosen 
to wear or not wear. I thought it was cool um, that he had he had Mississippi there with him on the view uh, Wednesday morning. So if you want to take a picture, take a picture. You can take a picture of it, but that may be copyright laws. Not sure, but you're not supposed to take pictures of pictures, but whatever. Um, if you'd like to see it. And all the other great stuff that we post there. You're welcome to do that. Just if you're on the Book of Faces, go to the search bar, type in Good Things With. Rebecca Turner will pop up. And then, yeah, click to join. And we we will let you in. Do you have a, mem- a memorable photo? Did you ever act? Because I feel like when you take a good one on accident, because, I mean, there's some of you that are trying to get a good photo. And then there's other times like you just took one and it's it was it just you're like, wow. The lighting was right. You were in the right spot. They looked at you at just the right time, and you thought, "Hell, it's like a professional took that." When you first asked it, I was like, "Do you, you mean like a picture of me?" That's a good <laughs> no, photo. no, no. Well, I mean, I guess maybe. The reason That's I was good. laughing is because the first thing I thought of was my senior photos, which is like the only time in my life I've had a professional take That's my picture. That's why we need to get you married for many reasons. But in the senior pictures, I had. What is lovingly become known as helmet hair, where the hairstyle at the time was Let's you put a hat on and let the flip. let everything flip, flip. up. Yeah. yeah, so it looked like I was wearing a German army helmet, but it was my hair. That's okay. It was the, that was that time. I was thinking more of you taking whether it's of like oh yeah of scenery, porch cat, whatever it may be, just one stand out that like you're just you know proud of it. There's yeah. a couple of them. I I got a little bit into photography back in college. And then I got a really fancy camera, and then it grew legs and walked off, and I got out of photography because I couldn't replace that camera, and I was a little upset. But during that window of time, I took a, I took one out at the reservoir right before the sun came up. So you had the, the orange glow mm-hmm. of sunrise, but without the bright light. So it was it was interesting colors reflecting across the water. And there was another one I took in Tupelo at a an industrial parking lot with a bunch of trailers from, from big rigs. And they were lined up, offset, going away. And there was a really cool light and shadow on it. It's somewhere on the Internet. I, I don't think I have the original picture anymore, but it's out there somewhere. That's really cool. So you didn't keep it? Blow it up? Put it somewhere? No. I wasn't that into it. Mm, you're like one of the what – what are the monks who do the – sand art and then just blow spend hours is it sand art and then yeah like zen gardens zen gardens and then they do all this they take all this time to do all this intricate work and then they just blow it away no we're gonna glue it together and put it on a wall (laughs) all right stick with this we've got tanya back in the house to talk movies coming up next Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi.
Rhino, is this new? Or is this since we have last seen Tanya? Uh, this is actually in honor of a re-release for the 30th anniversary of Nightmare Before Christmas. Ah, is, is this a Christmas movie or a Halloween movie? Yes. That's what. <laughs> so, Neely, welcome back to Good Things. It's Friday. We got Tanya back in the house. We've had a few Fridays off uh, from her, but my so Neely's never seen it. But she did. She got into the. Or I don't think she has. And she said, "Mama, is Nightmare um, Before Christmas a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie?" And I was like, "I I didn't know we were debating this." Yeah. So, but is it? I, I would say. I mean, it's of course kind of both, but I would lean more toward Christmas. But because it's almost like a a retelling of the Grinch in a way, but I don't know, kind of the same theme. But they just sort of mixed it in with the spookier. Yeah. And the thing is, I was kind of late to the party on that one. I have a niece who is now in her early 30s who was obsessed with this movie when it came out. And it just wasn't my jam at that time. But then I watched it later. And I loved it. And Jack Skeleton is like one of my favorite characters. You, I think you would like it. I mean, I've only seen it in the cult like kind of way, like in or culture sort of way. Like I feel like you know who the character is. You kind of know what the story's about, but because of all the hype around it. But I've yeah. just never taken the time to see it. Yeah, it's all a right. good one. What have you seen that's recent? I know. I mean, th- this has been kind of a weird month. I mean, lots of, of course scary things are being released because of the time of year but it's been kind of slow and i really don't think it has anything to do with the strike i think it's always kind of that way this time of year right before thanksgiving and then we'll kind of start that you know movies that are probably going to be up for awards season um you know we'll start seeing those in a couple of weeks actually next weekend priscilla is being released originally it was going to be released today and i don't know why it got pushed but it's next weekend um, I believe we'll probably, you know, see some of the actors from that nominated, maybe the film itself. But and per- she has given it the green light, right? She, like she has. has. So she is doing the exact same thing she did a year ago with Elvis. And now she's doing it with Priscilla. So, you know, she's behind both of them. So it'll it'll be interesting to see how all of that plays out. But we do have a new horror genre, sort of. Five Night at Freddy's starts today and (laughs) is based on a a video game, which I did not know that until my children told me. Um, My older one is excited to go see it. Um, I'm like you. I really have no interest. Um, But it's basically about um, a guy who is kind of uh, at his wits end and is about to lose custody of his little sister. He's her guardian. And he needs a job to to show that he's got a stable place for her to be. And he gets a job at this pizza place that has the animatronics. Um, So kind of in the same vein as Chuck E. Cheese or something like that. And anybody that's in the building past midnight, the these robots come to life and kill people, you know. What we all think happens at Chuck E. Cheese, to be honest. That's what we all think. Yeah. (laughs) There's something creepy behind those those characters, for sure. Yeah. I mean, Chuck E. Cheese has been in more than one of my nightmares. Uh, (laughs) 
But um, anyway, so yeah, that one's out today. Um, it is PG thirteen. What? Yeah, yeah. So I feel like no. you know the teenage boys are going to be flocking to see that one, while the girls go see Taylor Swift for the tenth. It's still going time. strong. It is still going strong. It is still number one. That's crazy. I feel like it'll be number one again this weekend. I mean, you wouldn't. See, did you get to go? Have you been yet? I have not. Um, I'm planning to see it this weekend. Um, That's another reason I picked that song. Oh, yeah. I'm not playing Taylor Swift. Oh, come on now. <laughs> well, she's got a new, her new, um, redone. Taylor's version of 1989 How came new out today. Is it really? It's just the same song she's already done. And so, are you not a Taylor Swift fan? No. No. And it's so much fun. <laughs> I'm not either, but I just like to throw it in his face. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I wouldn't consider I mean, myself a fan, but I wouldn't I mean, consider myself not no. a fan. I mean, I don't I'm know. somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you appreciate her success. Yeah. So, like, yeah. She doesn't offend me. Yeah, but, yeah. Exactly. But yeah, so she's still going strong and she's smart because she's only releasing these movie her concert film on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So, you know, that boost those weekend numbers you know mm-hmm. was she oh she's definitely a smart girl yeah um, have you seen anything have you gotten to see anything with all your traveling here lately yeah i've seen a lot well i haven't been to the theater really um but i have seen you know a few streamers one of them is pain hustlers that actually started today on netflix um oh and i meant to say that five, five night at Five Nights at Freddy's, in addition to being the theaters, it's also streaming on Peacock. Oh, okay. So you don't have to get out. Yeah. Um, But Pain Hustlers is on Netflix. And this is a really interesting movie. I don't think it's as good as it could have been. Um, But it's Emily Blunt and Chris Evans, who we know as Captain America. But they are kind of on the ground floor of a pharmaceutical company who discovers this pain medicine that they are selling to cancer patients um, that, you know, initially has great success, but, um, you know, there's mishandling of it, the way it's prescribed and all that stuff. And you have, unfortunately, people become addicted. So this is kind of a, a look at the, you know, the industry side uh, of yeah, it. the opioid crisis, um, but it's not like... The characters they play in the movie aren't real people, but it's based on some mm-hmm. some things that have actually happened. But um, she's kind of a, I mean, she is a high school dropout. She can't keep a job. She's got a daughter with a medical problem. She needs money. And the next thing you know, she lands this job, you know, selling these drugs. And she just kind of gets caught up in the money side of everything. And then at some point she realizes what's going on and how it's not being prescribed. You know, initially it was for stage four cancer patients, which made sense. Um, but they were starting to prescribe them to, you know, somebody that stubbed their toe, you know, and it had gotten out of control. And she was seeing that and she decided to go to the authorities. So she's kind of the whistleblower and that's not spoiling anything. Um, but, um, it's really a, an interesting look, you know, for, of course, a little dr- dramatic mm-hmm. interpretation there, but uh, certainly a real problem. 
For sure. Have by chance, have you seen Killers of the Flower Moon? Have you taken snacks and gone to see that? I have not. I mean, because that really is like a four hour. I was just wondering movie. if you had had, um, friends have given it mixed reviews. Yes. And I've heard the same thing and I will see it. I just haven't had a chance yet. But, um, yeah, I cannot believe how long it is. I think that's the main. And by the time, if it's not, I haven't been. I won't go. I don't have that kind of time. I mean, I have two kids. Um, but, but I think it's, if it doesn't really gr- keep your interest, it's really hard to keep someone's interest for, for four Right, hours. right. And this is one, I mean, it's getting some mixed, you know, some critical some critical feedback about the casting and some other things that happen in the movie. But, um, I mean, to me, this one screams, you know, Oscar bait. So I feel like we'll keep hearing about it. Acting's fairly well. There was just maybe some dead spots and you can't have dead spots in four hours. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And how to drag out a movie I mean, drag out a story that long. I know. Well, and I would think a lot of theaters, don't really care for that because you know that's less tickets they can sell what is the longest movie that that's ever been i see rhino going to look i don't know i was thinking maybe gods and generals or maybe gone with the wind you know they're i think gods and generals they actually had an intermission they had an intermission and gone with the wind which i think that was kind of common back then movies were longer and um I cannot imagine giving something five hours of my day. I like, know. It's not at I my know. home. I mean, I'll, I'll, you know, you'll binge Netflix for like 12 hours and not think anything about it. But I'm not going to sit somewhere else and, and do it that way. Apparently, the Guinness Book of World Records says that the cure for insomnia directed <laughs> by John Henry Timmis IV, which came out in 1987, Lasts 85 hours. Oh, okay. oh, my word. Well, that's just obnoxious. Yeah, that's, that's like a TV series. Yeah, that's that. They just did that on purpose <laughs> <laughs> to get that to get that record. That's not like a real sort of movie. Is there anything you're looking forward to? Yeah, well, we've already talked a little bit about Priscilla. That's the one that I'm really excited about because I love anything related to Elvis. Um, and then next weekend, we've also got What Happens Later which is a new romantic comedy with Meg Ryan. Oh, the welcome queen. back. So I'm really excited to see that. Good deal. Well, we're excited to have you back and then back next week. So, yeah. Well, welcome back, Miss Tanya. Thank you. All right, you guys stick with us. we got more for you coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. You 
you can watch good things. We are on computer and mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. And high school football is one of the best things about our state. Super Talk Mississippi, we got you covered. You can catch a local game on just about every Super Talk Mississippi station. Plus, you can stream a ton of games, get up to the minute scores from across the entire state just by going to supertalk.fm slash high school or by clicking on sports on the Super Talk Mississippi app. And then check out the scoreboard preview show at 6 p.m. on Friday. And then catch the Farm Bureau Insurance Company store. Oh, man, I messed it up. The Farm Bureau Insurance Company scoreboard show at 10 p.m. on on Friday nights, anywhere you listen or watch Super Talk uh, Mississippi. Rhino, I know that's not your area, high school sports, but uh, aren't we getting, or how many more weeks-ish? I mean, there's we're getting rounding down in the high school realm. I know for yeah, you got like Brandon tonight has their last home left. game. Um, of the season, uh, which means, you know, there can't be many more sort of left until you move into, I guess, the next phase of, of games. It, you know, you wait so long for it and then you get excited and then it feels it does go by kind of really quickly. Or maybe it's just the outside looking in. I don't know. I'm not the ones who are working it every night. So I'm sure some families may feel a little bit, a little bit. I mean, I'm not counting down the days till the end of the season, but I, I'm, I'll be perfectly fine when the playoffs are done. <laughs> I, well, <laughs> I feel like you have to you have to look at it from and, and appreciate that from someone who has to be there to work. Working it is different than being there and enjoying it, especially oh, yeah. as a spectator or maybe if you're even an athlete who's who is counting down their their you know opportunities to take a snap or to do whatever. Um, but for those that it's, you know, an added duty, it's not always, it doesn't always feel the same, especially when it's like on a week, like your, it takes your, the time you would normally have off. That's when it kind of becomes that way. Jeff and Ponotok says, we need to watch. No one will save you. Nope, not even going to do it. Not even going to read the rest of your thing. It is in an, ex- it's an excellent scary movie with all the things we fear about aliens. Um, Gray, it's not ridiculous looking repto- reptilian bugs or something. It has 82% on rotten tomatoes. So Jeff, is it like. Is that the one where there's little to no talking? Well, I'm going to go to sleep. <laughs> I'm not going to make it. For some reason, I get, that name sounds familiar, but I don't know if it's the same one I'm thinking of. Oh, you know what? I'm, I hate um, – I'll have to stop by our office I, or ask her. I wonder if Tanya had seen – when he said um, reptilian, it remade, reminded me of Reptile, which is a terrible name for the movie. It's on Netflix. It's got Justin Timberlake. It's the kind of like the thriller of um, the murder thriller or whatever. And um, I hadn't seen that one. I know. I figured. But <laughs> it's actually – the ending – isn't my favorite because, like, I need endings to end certain ways, but I'll give them credit. It's like it was a good movie. Like, it kind of kept you suspensed in terms of the mystery of of, uh, of the murder and you who were did it. I was intrigued. It made me a little worried for certain characters, which means I created, you know, and so um, I, we enjoyed it. So if, like, it's a back porch kind of looking, if football's not not hitting it for you, then that that one's good. And then for the family, we've streamed lately, um, we have a ghost. It's an old one. But it's about a family who purchases a haunted, dilapidated rundown, and Ernest is the ghost who ends up being friendly. Anyway, it's a really good one if you're looking for a family, uh, family-friendly one. But reminiscing with Miss Tanya during the break brought up, and at this time of year, was, if you remember, um, the crypt – wait – 
What's the name of it? Tales from the Crypt. Tales from the Crypt, but it's the Crypt Keeper. And I was trying to remember, was it seasonal or was it all the time? Uh, I was too young to have really been supposed to be watching that. Oh, yeah, me too. Because so that's back when it was on it HBO. Was seasonal, though. Yes, it was, it was on HBO, but it was back when if you had cable, you had everything. There wasn't packages yet. It was just if your parents bought the box, then... You had everything that that the box had to offer. And there may have been – no, I don't remember. I don't think there was any – HBO and all of that didn't get – I mean, it was late-night HBO. You you never really knew what you were going to (laughs) get. It wasn't always – it wasn't taken taken away until later on. I think when they realized they could do that, make you pay more and sort of all the things. Um, And and still to this day, if I close my eyes and, like, think of it or hear it, like – you go back to it and you wonder, like, why did I lay there and, and come to that? Why did I watch that? I don't, I don't know, but there wasn't much else on, I guess. Well, you want to know time. A, a funny little connection to your other movie viewing uh, proclivities? That's a big word on a Friday. <laughs> You've enjoyed the Marvel movies, correct? You tend to enjoy comic book movies. Yes. Tales from the Crypt was originally a comic book series. Really. I'm they not going to go back and watch from it from the that perspective. To, to turn into the stories on the, the show. <laughs> Coming out of the... And this little eyes, you could tell were not... I mean, they were completely light bulbs from somewhere. <laughs> but, yeah, nightmares, what nightmares are made of for us in our 40s. <laughs> Stick with us. we got more for you coming up next. you got the boys with Sports Talk Mississippi from 3 to 6. Rano and I meet you back here Monday at 2, but until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Mississippi Media Production.